eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back myself. Just got back from a family vacation. Wife, two daughters, in-laws, brother-in-law, his family. It was a blast. Great family time. Great to be back. Hope you guys caught some of the, the, uh, the view I was working with on the instagram lives on sunday morning straight from jamaica uh but we're back we have a bunch of waiver wire options to get through i'm faraz Siddiqui. thanks for listening appreciate you as always um hope you were able to catch the uh, week 11 takeaways episode zach held it down went through it all for you guys if you haven't listened to that show please go ahead and listen to that show because it kind of goes over everything that we need to go over going into week 14. I did prepare a lot of notes for that show. So Zach, you know, the normal stuff that we would be doing without me or, you know, with me, Zach went through it all. Okay. So uh, I do want to go over last night's game, man. What a game. Jake Browning. Like, where did this come from? He looked flawless. (laughs) Uh, I actually watched this game on the plane back with no audio. And I'm just like, what is happening? right now right so it was one of those you know those planes with with you know they have the headphone they have the headphone jack but like i keep forgetting to bring headphones that i gotta plug in you know it didn't have bluetooth it wasn't one of those newer planes but you know i was able to watch the game at least they had you know direct tv or whatever it was and i'm like i'm watching this game like what is happening right now like good throw after good throw he knew when to check it down he looked very prepared jamar james jamar chase getting balls thrown downfield to him. Uh, and Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase seems to be in good hands at this point, right? Like, Browning is not afraid of throwing it to Chase when he's covered, not afraid of letting Chase make a play, 
we wanted to see that target share go up for Chase, um, and it happened in this game. Okay, but you know, the good thing is that he he's not he's not afraid to let Chase make a play. That's really all we need. That's all we need. That's all I ask for. Okay, thirty-two for thirty-seven for three hundred fifty-four yards. Like this was a good matchup, but still very impressive. Uh, Brownie actually becomes a streaming candidate this week against the Colts because of how good he looked. And I might even start him over Gardner Minshew, who's also a pretty good streaming candidate this week. They go they go up against each other, the Colts and the Bengals, in week 14. So, yeah, keep starting Jamar Chase. And Joe Mixon, like, I was not expecting him to have a good game at all, okay? It, it really came down to how good Browning was. Like, they kept drives moving. That was my fear that they weren't going to be able to sustain drives um, but this was a legit NFL offense last night, and I was just not expecting that, right? This was a tough matchup on the ground as well. You know, Mixon wasn't necessarily efficient on the ground, but he came through, and I hope, you know, I hope sitting him for another legit option wasn't the reason why you ended up losing your matchup, but, you know, can we trust Mixon moving forward? I think he's back in that RB2 conversation for sure, especially if he's going to be targeted in the past game, like he was in this game. But here's the thing. Like I said, coming into the week, the Jaguars allow the most production to running backs in the past game. Okay, so will that continue to happen for Mason? I'm not sure because he wasn't necessarily targeted a whole lot in the past couple games, but definitely got an upgrade after what seemed like a potential lost season for him. As far as T. Higgins, 8% target share isn't going to do it. This could be a situation where Browning can't support multiple wide receivers, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Higgins has a good game or two the rest of the way. It's just going to be tough to predict when that's going to happen. Now, there were a few injuries in this game. Trevor Lawrence you know, had what looked like a very bad injury, but I think you know he had the best-case scenario happen to him you know, given what it could have been. Right, He has a high ankle sprain. It, it seems like just a high ankle sprain. He hasn't been ruled out for this week. Uh, he can be out for this week. He can be out for next week as well. This is usually a week-to-week -week type of thing. Uh, not as significant for a quarterback as it is for a running back, a wide receiver. We saw Kenny Pickett come back from one right away. Uh, now he has to get tightrope surgery after he re-aggravated it. Hopefully that won't be the case with Trevor Lawrence. I'd want to pick up Zay Jones if he's available on the waiver wire regardless he looked like himself he's fifth he's fifth highest on my waiver wire rankings for this week he had a good game five for 78 but also christian kirk injured after one route run he has a core injury a groin injury he will likely be having surgery he's likely done for the season the offense overall takes a hit you know without kirk but i think this means more targets concentrated between calvin Ridley, zay jones and uh, Evan Ingram, you know, who, you know, he had a really good game. You know, this was a very, very good matchup for tight ends coming in. Just keep that in mind. But I think more targets concentrated between three, these three guys, Ridley, Jones, and Evan Ingram. Um, and, you know, Evan Ingram obviously, you know, plays that, you know, middle of the field role similar to Christian Kirk. He could get a little bit of a bump. Um, but Parker Washington ended up taking Kirk's role in the slot. He ended up with six catches for 61 yards and a target. Uh, I'm sorry, and a touchdown. This was his first game with any sort of real action. He hasn't had a target before this game in the NFL. He caught all six of them in this one. He should be rostered, should be picked up after this performance. When I look at his, his uh, rookie profile for my prospect research, research coming into the year, nothing really stood out to me. Uh, except that he broke out at 18 years old, which means something for sure. But in all the other categories that I care about, he was subpar. 
Um, but he looked good last night. All right, let's see if there's something here. Uh, it looked like he's 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 the direct Christian Kirk replacement out of the slot. Uh, he's 16th on my waiver wire list this week. Uh, all right, a few pieces of news before we head into you know going into full on waivers here. Tyrod Taylor is being activated off of IR. His practice window is opening, but Tommy DeVito is going to be the one starting for the Giants on Monday Night Football against the Packers. Uh, Darren Waller also eligible to be back this week, but he won't be playing. Uh, he's making progress, according to his head coach, but he won't be available. Um, if he's available in your waiver wire, though, I would pick him up. We saw the connection between him and Tyrod Taylor. So if Taylor were to be back at some point, Waller could be something in some great matchups during the fantasy playoffs. He probably has one of the best stretches for tight ends in general in the fantasy playoffs. Again, I hope you guys listened to yesterday's episode with Zach breaking down what you need to know coming out of week 13. We're on to week 14 now, so let's get into this week's top waiver wire options. Ramondre Stevenson will be out for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain, so Zeke is the number one waiver wire target for me. Here's the thing, right? He's not the old Zeke, but volume is volume, and he'll get it on early downs in the run game. He'll get it in the receiving game as well. You know, he likely won't play every snap, but I can see him playing 65% or 70% of snaps in Ramondre's absence. And you can't just you just can't get that on the waiver wire this time of year when teams are hurting at running back, right? So he had 92 yards from scrimmage on Sunday. He has some decent matchups coming up. So, you know, don't just look at this offense and say, oh, like what kind of production can I get out of this offense? What kind of production can I get uh, out of a washed up Zeke? It's like it, it's worth picking him up. Because if one of your running backs goes down in a week or two, like you'll be happy that you ended up picking Zeke, picking up Zeke, somebody who's going to be on the field as much as he's going to be on the field and get potentially 20 plus touches a week while Ramondre is out. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets and it gets confusing but not anymore, not with better vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place. And not only that, the best part is better vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right. So if you like a play, normally you will look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side -side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within better vision and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. At number two, I have Noah Brown. I know he has zero production against Denver, but it was a tough matchup. And he just got back from that knee injury. Tough matchup against the Jets this week, too. But with Tank Dell out for the rest of the year and with the way C.J. Stroud is playing, I think he needs to be prioritized. He's been playing a lot more out wide, which is good because he has two matchups against Tennessee in weeks 15 and 17. That's week one of the playoffs and championship weeks. Um, and the good thing about him playing out wide is that Tennessee plays really well against slot wide receivers. We saw that last week against Josh Downs. We saw it the week before against Adam Thielen. And, you know, this week, you know, and, and Tennessee, like, you know, they're really, really bad against perimeter wide receivers. You know, we saw that with Michael Pittman this past week. So I would, you know, stress picking up Noah Brown and play him in those particular matchups, if anything. Remember, weeks 9 and 10, 153 yards and 172 yards 
uh, receiving, right? And, you know, the way that CJ Stroud is playing, it's like you probably want to get his wide receiver, right? Who could be his number two wide receiver moving forward. And if Dalton Schultz's injury lingers as well, where are those targets going to go? This is obviously Nico Collins, but there needs to be somebody after him. Um, and, and by by the time he plays Tennessee, he should be fully healthy from that knee injury, right? And that's the reason why I want him on my roster. Elijah Moore is at number three for me because Amari Cooper is in the concussion protocol. Joe Flacco was looking for Elijah all game long, even while Amari was on the field. 26% target share, 45% air yard share for Elijah Moore. I think this week he would be a solid wide receiver three if Amari is out. And even if Amari plays, I think Moore is a decent flex option. And, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you played him over Amari. I'm playing Amari over Moore if he goes, but still, you get the point. But, uh, you know, Moore and Flacco have a bit of a chemistry from their days in the Jets. Looks like some of that carried over, at least in terms of Joe trusting Moore with who he's looking to target. Also, Jacksonville this week is a good matchup, right? Uh, and and I and I say that because Moore has played on the outside on 66% of his routes on, on this past Sunday. He has been trending more uh, to be playing on the outside. You know, remember they traded away Donovan Peoples-Jones, and, you know, Moore has been moving around a lot more. So more chances of him making big plays on the outside and the matchup against Jacksonville is better on the perimeter than it is out of the slot. If you don't need a wide receiver and you want an upside play at running back and Roshan Johnson is available, I'd scoop him up. Remember before their buy, Roshan Johnson ended up being the clear lead back against Minnesota. According to fantasylife.com, 75% of snaps, 15 opportunities to Herbert's eight opportunities Roshan had 64% of the early down snaps when a running back was on the field, and he was on the field for every third down snap, every two-minute snap, and even three of their four short yardage snaps. Now, does this stick? Who knows, right? We've seen this backfield shift in every direction possible this season, right? Does Herbert move back in? Does Deontay Foreman have a high ankle sprain, which keeps him out longer? Has Roshan Johnson improved enough to the point where the coaches want him to be the guy this late in the season. You know, there was a pl- there was a play in this past game where Roshan ended up taking out two blitzing defenders to protect Justin Fields, right? And as a rookie, you know, that's the type of thing that's, that's going to keep you in games. And here's the thing. If he becomes the guy like he was in this game before the bye, he can be an RB2 rest of the year at the very least. But still, Remains to be seen, you know, once this entire backfield is healthy, it could get super messy or the coaching staff can choose to have one guy lead this entire backfield. I had Zay Jones at five, talked about him already a little bit earlier. Curtis Samuels at six, same story with him. Solid PPR flex player every week when he's healthy. Uh, he finished as the wide receiver 14 and wide receiver 32 after the, over the last two weeks specifically the last two weeks when he's been actually healthy, uh, they go into their bye this week. So if you need a wide receiver this week, he is not the one to grab. But out of the bye, decent matchup against the Rams. Uh, then he has a Jets, so that's tough. That's a tough matchup, even against Michael Carter uh, out of the slot. Michael Carter is their nickel corner, by the way, who's been playing very well as well. It's not just the perimeter where the Jets have, you know, the Jets have been, you know, just dominating. It's also the slot, too. Uh, but solid matchup out of, against the 49ers out of the slot in week 17. 
Demario Douglas is at seven. Uh, if he was practicing coming off the concussion protocol, I would have him higher, but there's a solid chance he misses this week again. Uh, if he's playing, he'll get the targets. Okay, so he's a PPR wide receiver three when he's healthy. Hopefully, he'll be back in week 15. Uh, but you'll likely have to wait until week 15 to play him. I talk about Douglas every week, so I'll spare you this week uh, for the most part. So, you know, just to be short, you know, his targets are going up every week. You know, two seven target games and then two nine target games uh, shouldn't that shouldn't be ignored. Okay, especially if this last nine target game came on less than 50 percent of snaps. All right. Regardless of who the quarterback is, this is a, a rough offense. But in PPR, he should come through. I have Josh Palmer at eight. No word on when he'll be back. He might not be back this week, but he's attached to Justin Herbert. So whenever he is back, he'll be worth throwing into your lineup. Okay, so not the best matchups the rest of the way, but we've seen Palmer get it done with Herbert when he's been his number two before this season. So he'll be a solid wide receiver three once he's healthy. If you need someone to play this week, he probably won't be the ad for me. But if you're cool with waiting a little bit as a stash, someone who can contribute in your flex as your wide receiver three, I think he can get it done. At number nine, I have OBJ. Uh, the Ravens have the Rams this week. We'll see if OBJ ends up getting more work. Uh, he's been getting it done on limited snaps, but my hope is that the snaps and routes go up because his production isn't really sustainable if they don't go up, right? He's shown a lot of the upside. We've seen Lamar look his way more than 40% targets per route run over the last two games. And with the Mark Andrews injury, there's room for another playmaker on this offense, right? Zay Flowers has his role as, you know, what seems like the number one target on this offense. But OBJ seems to be the guy that like targeting downfield. The rest of the season, schedule isn't that bad either. Rams, Jacksonville, 49ers. And then, you know, Miami is probably a tough matchup, um, especially with how they've been playing lately. But Isaiah likely, um, you know, also is somebody you should consider rostering at tight end if you need one. Um, you know, Mark Andrews, since he's been out, 80 percent plus rap participation 83 percent this you know in their last game 14 percent target share not bad could be better in terms of target share but in terms of rap participation that's exactly what you want to see uh for a tight end one with upside i have kenny gainwell up next swift got hit like really hard at the end of the eagles game uh we haven't heard anything about it since uh it could be just that you know he got hit hard and he got taken out but you know he was coming in with an ankle injury Keep that in mind. You know, he he was left off the final injury report, though. But Gainwell ended up playing 54% of snaps, you know, in that game. He ran around on 55% of dropbacks. Each of those were the highest it's been since week one. Will it stick? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, is Swift hurt? Who knows? We'll find out more on Wednesday in their first practice of the week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we're at the at the we're at this point of the podcast we're at the long shot wide receiver section right specifically long shot rookie wide receivers okay Jonathan Mingo Jalen Hyatt Dontavian Wicks and Parker Washington twelve through fifteen on my list for this week I have them in that order 
Mingo's improving. Four for 60, six, six for 69. Uh, more importantly, 10 targets against Tampa. So that's notable. First double-digit target game of his career. A little bit of a tough matchup this week against New Orleans. Has some tough matchups coming up overall, which is why he's not higher on this list. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, he had his first 100-yard receiving game before his bye. We'll see if he can build on that against Green Bay. If he can, you know, might feel inclined to start him against Philly and the Rams in week 16 and 17, right? Better matchups then. Uh, you'll know if you have something, hopefully, in the next week or two. Dontavian Wicks, he might be someone under the radar that you can grab on waivers for cheap. Someone who can benefit, you know, from that Christian Watson hamstring injury if he ends up missing time. I'm assuming he will. Uh, in his last four games for Dontavian Wicks, four for 49. Three for fifty-one, three for ninety-one, and three for three for forty-three. Um, the targets have been like really spread out over that span. Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed, sixteen percent target share. Romeo Doves, fifteen percent. Wicks, fourteen percent, and Christian Watson's eighteen uh, percent is in jeopardy now with that hamstring injury, right? So. And you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception of Wicks, uh, somewhat promising. We might have something here. So just a cheap little ad to see what he does this week in a good matchup against the Giants. Not necessarily starting him just yet. Uh, desperate start, sure, you know, because this is a good matchup. Uh, Tampa, the week after that, another good matchup. So interesting ad here, okay? Um, we definitely have a few more waiver wire ads on our website at upperhandfantasy.com. So go check that out. I have like a top 25 there. So you can go check out who else we have. But let me hit on a few quarterback streamers. Desmond Ritter against Tampa at home. Solid matchup. Uh, he could have those high ceiling games we've seen him have uh, at home earlier this year, right, where he's like near the red zone. He rushes one in and boom, you have a 20 plus point game from Desmond Ritter, right? Uh, but I do prefer to start Jake Browning against Indy. Gardner Minshew on the other side against Cincy. I prefer him as well. I think I put Browning, then Minshew, then Ritter in that order. And then if none of those guys are available, Joe Flacco against Jacksonville. Let's do it. At tight end, Isaiah Likely, I mentioned him. He's still widely available. Good matchup against the Rams. This is a pretty good, you know, I would say a pretty good tight end streaming week, right? Gerald Everett, great matchup against Denver. Cade Auden. Cade Otten, great matchup against Atlanta. I'd probably start them in that order. Uh, Tyler Conklin would be next up. Also a great matchup against Houston. Um, Chigo Conco after that against Miami on Monday night. Also, it's worth noting that if Dalton Schultz isn't back, Brevin Jordan has a great matchup against the Jets. That's the one one position, you know, if you're, you know, they they really lock down wide receivers overall, left perimeter, right perimeter, out of the slot. So Brevin Jordan could benefit here. The Jets have been one of the worst teams against tight ends in terms of fantasy. Okay, 69% route participation this past week without Dalton Schultz, 15% target share, solid enough to stream if Schultz doesn't go. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking quarterbacks and running backs going into week 15. We'll talk soon. Take it easy. Get who you want on waivers. Go, go, go. Take it easy, guys. See ya. Bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 